And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's The Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who loves New Year's Eve. Hi, folks, and welcome back to The Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And especially in a new year. Boy, oh boy, we had, I have to tell you, and Colonel Jeff was here for it, a great New Year's Eve here on Milleronia, and... It was probably just like yours, only better. I mean, uh, oh, probably just the same, but better in a couple of secret ways we can't tell you about. And then we always do have a highlight. We said, well, we have one special prisoner. We walk up to volcano number one, but not two or three, by the way, because after all, it's a holiday. It's New Year's Eve. But, uh, well, we, we walked him up to number one and every, oh, everyone was, well, uh, Happy and laughing and a little lit up. And uh, not the prisoner, of course, because he knew he was about to be a little lit up and uh, tossed into volcano number one. But that's that's just the highlight of the night. That's that's after the new year comes in. And our new year comes in and, well, his goes out. But <laughs> you know what? It's, it's a wonderful New Year's Eve. Oh, it was just great. We have a great time here on Milleronia. And we, we know how to have a good time. And I'm, I'm very, very happy about that. And oh, to be here still, mm, it's a wonderful place, folks. I hope you can all get here if you want someday. And I'm glad I can tell you about it too. And, uh, it makes me feel so good. And of course, that's the Carrie Fisher Orchestra and the Debbie Reynolds Dancers featuring boy tenor Paul Sage asking the musical question, do dogs celebrate New Year's seven times a year? Yes, they do, Paul. They certainly do. They don't tell us when, but maybe it's one of those extra special happy days for doggies. And uh, then again, as you know, for dogs, every day is New Year's Eve. And I think that's true. I wondered, by the way, it made me think of that. And I asked Colonel Jeff, to, uh, do dogs have special holidays? For dogs, dog holidays, do they have a special non-human holidays? I think they do. Cuddle day, rip the guts out of that toy day, tear up the house day, sleep day, be a great day for them, for us too, wouldn't it, folks? Lick day, when they just they just lick you, would would that be a special day for us too? Maybe not, but maybe. Maybe a little creepy, but, uh, and I think the best holiday they have is Man's Best Friend Day, and that sure is true. A doggy, your doggy, folks, is your best friend. There is nothing like a dog cuddle. There's nothing like a dog really well He's when he's sleeping, and uh, our dogs sleep up on the bed with us until we put one of them in a well, a doggy cage, and uh, just in case, just so she doesn't kill us at night or, you know, uh, or eat something off of us. 
like me. <laughs> Not that I'm worried about that, but when she's in a cage, I don't think she'll eat anything off me that I really value and, and that I need, that I adore. In any case, though, uh, good question, Paul. And, uh, oh, the Carrie Fisher Orchestra and the Debbie Reynolds Dancers, folks. I'll have something to say on that for you in just a minute. But, uh, oh, it's great to be on Milleronia. And happy, healthy New Year to you folks, all of you. I hope you did have a great New Year's Eve. And by the way, we didn't do anything uh, rambunctious. We didn't do anything crazy. And I think those are the best New Year's Eves. My uh, my wife and one of our kids, one of our sons, and I were home here. Our other son was on duty, as the Marine he is. And uh, wow, when we had a, such a nice, my wife made a good meal. And we did something we never do together. We just don't do any more together. We all sat down together at the dining room table and ate together. Now, it's just one of those ways of life where, well, our younger son likes to take his food back into his bedroom and turn on one of those kill everyone games. And uh, that's fine. And then my wife will take hers and she'll go downstairs to her office and uh, watch one of the kill everyone games on TV. And uh, special things she likes, like the uh, like the Housewives of Peoria Day. They, they, yeah, I think Peoria is a good Housewives show. I'm not normally high on anything that has the word P in it, but you know, I'll I'll go with her on that. And then I sit there at the countertop, not even at the dining room table. I sit at the countertop, take a couple of bites, and then just you know pretend I'm reading the sports page alone. But the truth is. You know, we had a nice New Year's Eve dinner together at the dining room table with uh, well, a great meal my wife made of prime rib with bone in it. And it was very sweet. She said, I know you like the bone, honey, because and she really did get it because it had a couple of bones in it. And I do like bones. And and uh, our son and I did uh, well. We showered and shaved, not together, but we uh, we did. And I put on some nice clothes and Folks, it's always special to do that. It makes it so much better. And the three of us knew it. And in the middle of the meal, it doesn't take that much, does it? To put on some nicer clothes than sweatpants and a and a sweatshirt. To shave and shower. And, you know, then to put on a shirt and tie and slacks. And uh, my wife looked beautiful and uh, our son looked just great. It was awfully nice. And our dogs came by to them. Well, it's a New Year's Eve to them, too. But it's also, they think, whoa, that's meat. And they should think that. And uh, we had a terrific time. And in the middle of the meal, just talking. We don't do that much. Maybe you don't do that much either. Oh, I recommend it highly. Yeah, sit down at the dining room table together and talk about the day. And just look at each other and smile. And in the middle of the meal, my wife just out of nowhere said, you know, I know I was maybe a little uh, angry this year about this and that. And uh, she said, you know, I'm sorry. And, uh, well, I was annoyed about, well, this and that. And uh, and uh, our son and I said, you know, well, that's awfully nice. Thanks. And 
And I said the same thing about, well, then I, you know, turned to her and said, if you ever, no, I, I didn't. I said, you know what? Uh, I want to say that too, that I know that this year I was maybe a little crankier than I should have been and, uh, and uh, I can get better and get healthier and uh, and heal myself and do all the right things, take the right medicine and and work out and do, you know, better writing and be a better pro. And uh, and our son was did, did great this year. He got into one college already a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, well, you know what, folks, the point is maybe that's, the best kind of resolution to make that this year you say and I'll say and Colonel Jeff will say and we'll all say this year I resolve to eat more quietly and calmly and uh, to look better and to dress up for my friends and loved ones and my family. And, uh, well, we'll talk more about about unkept resolutions right there. But I think those dog holidays are good, and I think ours are good too. And I wish we did them in in better, happier ways. And by the Larry Miller Store and Amazon and PayPal. And something else I'll tell you, by the way, but first the Larry Miller Store. We're doing very well there. And thank you, folks. Colonel Jeff was just saying before... We uh, started making the show here that the Larry Miller Drinking Society shirts are doing very well. And uh, Keep Calm and Larry On is doing well. And But we were both a little puzzled because the Volcano T-shirts, and we both love that. I think that's a great thing to write down. That Colonel Jeff made up, that the, the T-shirts that say, I survived volcano number two, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt shirt. And uh, but you know what? As we just said, also you never know with creativity. He likes that one a lot, and so do I. And uh, you know what? We'll see how they go. I think it's very clever. But if they don't go the way we want them to, that's all right. That's the way it goes with being funny and creativity. Sometimes you it works just the way you think it will. Sometimes it doesn't, but you move on, and it's a, especially in a new year, you write more funny things. And by the way, all our shirts are printed on demand, so you can choose from a variety of colors, and then we have them in both gentlemen's and ladies' cut that uh, you can ask whichever one you like there. That always makes me smile saying that the, the gentleman's cut. That has that has to go with a wink, doesn't it? You know, don't, you know that that yes, Colonel Jeff just posed with the. It's like picking your pinky up off the coffee mug or the tea cup when you lift it. Not sure that's something I've ever done, but otherwise I'd drop the thing. But in any case, folks, uh, we have great T-shirts: the Larry Miller Drinking Society shirt, "Keep Calm and Larry On." And I survived volcano number two, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. And, uh, well, they're available right now. Go to LarryMillerShow.com. That's LarryMillerShow.com slash store. Boy, I almost left that off. Larry Miller Show. 
Hang on. I should know this, shouldn't I? It's like every other name on the show. I can't remember what they are. LarryMillerShow.com slash store. In any case, thanks, folks. Get a nice T-shirt for yourself yourself and your loved ones for the new year. And uh, you know what, though? And then Amazon and PayPal, they're, they're still just great companies. I love those guys. Amazon, you know, as you know, does those three things that no other company in the world can do. Whatever you order, you'll get. And number two, they already have it. They don't even have to make it or borrow it or, or buy it themselves. They got a whole warehouse a mile long and a mile wide and a mile high and a mile deep, all filled with things that you may want. And the, and the most amazing part of what Amazon does is they send us money. They send us a percentage of whatever you order. Here at the Larry Miller Show, we get cash from them based on what you order. So thank you. And by the way, we should have a drum roll here for this. But Boy, is he good or not? Wow. He just... We didn't rehearse that. He just pushed a button on the big console, and that was the drum roll. Well, folks, we used some of Amazon's money last week, last Wednesday, here not on Milleronia, but back on the mainland when Colonel Jeff and I and, yes, Dr. Chris went out for our yearly big fancy fried chicken dinner with two drinks beforehand in a different place. And this time it was a lunch. It was at 1 o'clock, if I remember correctly. And uh, it was good. It was great. We went to Roscoe's House of chicken and waffles. And we went there last year, too, didn't we? And Colonel Jeff investigated, by the way. He looked for just the, the best fried chicken place in all of Los Angeles, or less Los Angeles County, or even Southern California. But, you know, sometimes you, you don't want to get too crazy. You don't want to find a place that's an hour and a half away, and then you have to drive down there, because then we'd have to be together, and we're not that fond of each other. I mean, and especially with Dr. Chris along... Where that's being silly. We're very fond of each other. And uh, Dr. Chris, it was great to see him again. He came down from the University of Solvang, where he is still studying hard for his uh, big-time degree in clog dancing. And he came down, though, for the Big Fancy Fried Chicken Dinner, which was a lunch. And they knew us there at Roscoe's. It was great. In fact, we got a table because at lunchtime, they're pretty crowded. And the security guy outside, I was sitting on the bench waiting for Colonel Jeff and Dr. Chris. And I was sitting there, and it was very sweet. He came by, and uh, he just glanced at me, and he came and kind of arched an eyebrow and looked at me and said, uh, Do I know you? And uh, and I said, Well, I, I, I don't know. And he said, uh, Oh, you're in this. And he recognized me from, well, the things I do. And it was very nice of him. And he said, Oh, that's awfully nice. And he... And he took a picture. We took a big selfie of his together uh, sitting on that bench out there. And that was awfully nice. And then you know what? He said, come on. Yeah, yeah you've been uh, waiting here long enough. Let's see if there's a table for you there. And uh, there was. And the same table as last year. I knew that in a second. That How do you like that? Same table as last year. It was very nice of him. 
That was, well, a happy new year for him, too, I guess. And uh, everyone was awfully nice to us there, and the waitresses were very nice. And you know what, though? Next year, yeah, let's let's look for a uh, let's look for another place for fried chicken anywhere in the whole L.A. area. And uh, Colonel Jeff was right, by the way. He said, uh, you know, they were too far away, and uh, I figured, hey, let's go to Roscoe's again. I, I I agree with him there. I could I could I had no problem with that. And uh, well, Doctor Chris had no problem with it because he's a doctor. He has enough to worry about, and uh, especially with with all that clog dancing. And at any rate, we had a great time. And you know what, Whew, folks, there's nothing better than while I was waiting for them, by the way, and uh, sitting down at our table, the same one from last year, as I said, uh, the waitress came by and she said, you want something? I said, yes, please. There'll be three of us and uh, three glasses of ice water, if you don't mind. And uh, and as she walked away, I said, wait a second. And I, uh, and I ordered a bowl of grits. I said, you know, to start before my friends get here, let me have a bowl of grits, please. But I don't need anything extra on the grits. I like grits. And they sure do make them well at Roscoe's. But just that bowl, it's not a bowl like a punch bowl. It's not It's not five gallons of grits. It's a nice serving of grits. And when that got here, you know, what got to the table. And then, of course, Colonel Jeff and Dr. Chris showed up right there. And I said, terrific. And we ordered the, you know, the rest of what we wanted. And, uh, oh, I forgot. I almost forgot. Wait a minute. Colonel Jeff came first, and he and I waited, and he and I shared the grits, and uh, we were waiting for Dr. Chris, but then he contacted Chris and uh, on uh, sending him a message, or texting him a message. See, even that, I can't think of the words. Sending, he sent a thing on a text. <laughs> How dumb can one get? And... Uh, and uh, then so uh, Colonel Jeff and I ordered our regular food because Dr. Chris said that uh, he mixed. That's right. He missed the message last night at the university where he was. Well, he was clog dancing up a storm. And uh, but then he saw it today and he said, whoa, yeah, I'll be right over and took him. You know, he was you know, nothing. And like you, I'm sure, folks, it's no big deal. Great. Come on over. And uh, he did. And he ordered a bunch too. Boy, folks, you just can't beat chicken and waffles when you want chicken and waffles. I, I I don't know why that combination works or who thought of it or or why there was something missing with fried chicken, but it's pretty good. When you have grits and a waffle with butter and syrup and fried chicken, well... You may not be ready to run a marathon right after that, or you shouldn't, but, oh, we had a great time. And then we strolled out afterwards and uh, got some lasagna. No, I'm just being silly. But we said goodbye to everyone. Oh, and Colonel Jeff got uh, a Roscoe's T-shirt as a gift for one of his friends, right? One of the big ones. They, uh, they made to look like baseball shirts. And uh, Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles. Anyway, they are not a sponsor. We just like them there, and we like their food. And everyone there is so friendly. And people who sit down at other tables always smile and say hi, and they say something nice and uh, to us. And and yeah, maybe they've recognized me from this or that. And that's that's awfully nice, though. We feel very welcome there. So uh, 
Until next year. Yes. Our next big fancy fried chicken dinner with two drinks beforehand in a different place. And I'll tell you what, folks. PayPal is just as good. You know something? PayPal. God bless them. They, uh, if you want to go to Amazon and PayPal and, and you really want to participate in great groups, what you do is you don't, you could go on your own, on your laptop, on the iPhone, on anything you want to, but don't do that. What you do is you go to our website. LarryMillerPodcast.com Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. (laughs) Well, that just tickles me. (laughs) It's so silly. A big whoosh whistle. Again, who invented that? Why? Who knows? But whoever it was, I'm glad he did. Or I'm glad she did. Somebody made a good whoosh whistle there. And uh, and by the way, so you know what? You, we have a banner for Amazon and we have a banner for PayPal. It's click that, we'll take you there. And in the new year or any other. You know what, by the way, it's funny. I keep saying new year and, well, why not? Because it's, I wanted to say, wow, this is our first show of the year. But then I said to the colonel before, what, what does that even mean? I, I'm not even sure. It, we think it's an event. You know, oh, things become events, don't they? But it's probably really nothing. I mean, it doesn't give any magic to it. But I like feeling that way. I like saying and feeling, hey, our first show of the year. And uh, I have committed, by the way, one of my resolutions and uh, it's Colonel Jeff, too, that uh, we have decided that we will not say Happy New Year anymore after our show today, after this, after saying to you, God bless you folks, and Happy Healthy New Year. Because we all say too much Happy New Year. I'm, I've said that before, and I felt it that, you know, when do you stop saying Happy New Year? And I don't know. Is it the... uh is it on the 23rd of January? I think that's a little long, Colonel Jeff. And I thought, well, that's a little long in the tooth. You know, you don't need that much. Yeah. Hi, Bob. Happy New Year. Oh, okay, just shut up. You know, but it's a nice sentiment. Happy New Year. It's nice till today. And that's just a few days. But uh, people do that. They'll do it, you know. Would another week be Okay. It's okay, but it's right at the edge. It's right at the walk to the volcano edge. I mean, it's enough. When you get to the 9th or the 14th or something like that, hey, Happy New Year, you know, you sound like an idiot. And I've done that before, too. Uh, But so I'm going to see how far it goes. I don't think we'll make it. I don't think we'll stick to it that today is the last time we'll say Happy New Year. But it's about time, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm not trying to be too harsh on this. What do you folks think? Maybe, you know, send us a little note, if you would, on uh, on our, well, on our podcast website. Website, right? Whew. Boy, I should make a resolution about that. <laughs> Learn <laughs> what things are. <laughs> Excuse me, folks. I have social studies. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I should learn what things are called. But uh, you know what? It's uh, it's an event to say Happy New Year and mean it. To say to your loved ones, your family, your friends, folks at work and 
Hey, Happy New Year. Yeah, you know what? If you would also send us a note on that to our website. I almost said podcast again. To our website and say, hey, here's how long I did it this year. I stopped on the 11th. Well, whatever you do. And uh, just let me know here at the Larry Miller Show. And uh, it is an event, though. Happy, healthy New Year, folks. And that brings me to my favorite part of the show, the joke of the week. Well, this is a this is a good one. Colonel Jeff and I both like this one. And it has a start of a kind of a traditional classic structure for a joke that uh and we like that. There's nothing wrong with that. A gorilla walks into a bar, and that is traditional, isn't it, by the way? You and I are both ready for that. Oh, okay, it's a gorilla, and he walks into a bar. So a gorilla walks into a bar and sits down on a stool, and uh, the bartender glances over and says, holy mackerel, what is this? All right. Bartender goes over and uh, says, uh, you know, uh, okay, pal, what, what can I get you? And the gorilla orders a martini. And the bartender says, you got it. And uh, he walks, the bartender walks away thinking to make it. And he's thinking, well, that's kind of elegant for a gorilla. You don't, you don't look for that. And, uh, but all right, he makes up a great martini and he brings it with a napkin over to the gorilla. He puts the napkin down, puts the glass down, and then uh, plops an olive into it. And the gorilla takes out a $20 bill and puts it down on the bar and slides it over to the bartender. And the bartender again says to himself, well, how do you like that? This guy is uh, first class all the way. So he takes the uh, 20 and walks to the register. And as he's walking to the register, the bartender thinks, you know what? It uh, He's still just a gorilla. You know, he's not going to know that much. Maybe if I just, uh, you know. And so the bartender goes back. And instead of giving him the real change, the correct change for a martini, he gives him a dollar. And it puts the dollar on the bar and slides it over and just nods and smiles and uh, steps back. And the gorilla takes a sip. And it's a good martini, too. And then the bartender says he can't resist. And the bartender says to him, uh, say, you know what, buddy? I'll be honest. Uh, we don't get many gorillas in here. And uh, the gorilla looks at him and just says, well, at $19 for a martini, I'm not surprised. <laughs> we thought that was fun and cute. So as always, <laughs> uh, at $19 for a martini, I'm not surprised. So as always, if you like that, pass it on to your friends and, and family and such. And that brings me to my second favorite part of the show, The Poetry Corner. go and uh by the way i love that string quartet as you know and uh, this year i have to be honest with you the uh our viola player was out a little late on new year's eve and so well you know uh she got a little toasted there and so she's uh she's still paying the price we all pay the price don't we folks well she's still paying it but she plays beautifully 
but uh, she'll be back to normal next week. In any case, this is a great poem. The Colonel and I both like this. It's written by Edgar Albert Guest, and we've read his work before. We like it very much. He lived from 1881 to 1959. He was born in England, moved to America as a kid, and was a newspaper reporter before being a poet. He was very popular, very successful, and we're glad. And he wrote this. It's called A Toast to the Men. Here's to the men. Since Adam's time, they've always been the same. Whenever anything goes wrong, the woman is to blame. From early morn to late at night, the men fault finders are. They blame us if they oversleep or if they miss a car. They blame us if beneath the bed their collar buttons roll. They blame us if the fire is out or if there is no coal. They blame us if they cut themselves while shaving, and they swear that we're to blame if they decide to go upon a tear. Here's to the men, the perfect men, who never are at fault. They blame us if they chance to get the pepper for the salt. They blame us if their business fails or back a losing horse or when it rains on holidays. The fault is ours, of course. They blame us when they fall in love and when they married get. Likewise, they blame us when they're sick and when they fall in debt. For everything that crisscross goes, they say we are to blame. But after all, here's to the men. We love them just the same. Well, that's a well put an interesting sentiment too though. By the way, here's you know, here's to the men we love them just the same. Well, all right. Again, you you might get something extra put in your dinner that night if you if you're not as sweet as you ought to be, fellas, but uh that's a good one. A toast to the men by Edgar Albert Guest. And that brings me to my third favorite part of the show. MMM, Triple M, the magic movie moment. With the greatest piano note in history at the end, as always. This is a good one, folks. Uh, Magic movie moments mean a lot to me. And that's why I, I do them and love doing them. But I mentioned Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds before. God bless them both. And as you know, you must know, they've both passed on uh, just a day apart. And uh, oh, what talents they were and how I loved them both. And I want to tell you a little more about that. But first, there are... Uh, two movies I wanted to mention, and they concern both Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. The first is called Postcards from the Edge. It's from 1990, starring Meryl Streep and, and Shirley MacLaine. And Meryl, of course, played Carrie Fisher, and Shirley MacLaine played Debbie Reynolds. And it's a terrific movie. It's very, very good. Carrie wrote the book, Postcards from the Edge, and that was turned into the movie. And she was a big part of all of that. 
and they go back and forth, Merrill and Shirley, as Carrie and Debbie, and then they, they snipe at each other a bit, but in a, in a funny, warm, and, and dramatic way. And at one point, they're having uh, an argument in their house there, in kind of the mansion of the house. And uh, and at this point, uh, Shirley MacLaine is on the top of the stairs on a landing there, and she's looking down the stairs at Merrill, and they're fighting. Merrill says, well, you did this, you did that. And, you know, my wife and I saw this when we were dating, in fact, when it, when it came out. And we, we, we thought it was just a great... A great moment because, because well, Meryl Streep is saying, well, you did the and this. And then when my, my friends came over, my first boyfriend or whatever the heck this is, and she's just, you know, calling around on it. It's finally getting a couple of these things out. And Shirley MacLaine on that landing at the top of the stairs is saying, well, I didn't do this. You know, you didn't. I. And uh, they go back and forth. And then uh, Meryl says to her, what about, what about the time I had a birthday party here? All my friends were over. And you came downstairs and started dancing up a storm, you know, that, oh, you just wanted to dance to the music, too. And, oh, and uh, and then and then uh, and Shirley MacLaine says, well, what's wrong with that? What do you mean? What's, what's wrong with that? You just, and then, you know, you started, you picked your skirt up and you're dancing like a, you know, you know, like a, some kind of French dancer in the 1880s and, and, and. And uh, Shirley MacLaine says, "So what?" And you know, and then and then Shirley, and then Meryl Streep says to her, "You weren't wearing any underwear, Ma." And Shirley MacLaine from the landing takes a short pause and then just says, "Well," and we laughed for about twenty minutes. It was a perfect well. What does that word of this character? What does that even mean? You know, you're complaining about one thing, then you bring up another. But you weren't wearing underwear as you picked up your skirt in front of my friends. And the response is not just, you know, uh, she says to Meryl, you know, you picked your dress up. And Shirley MacLaine says to her, it's a great line, it twirled up. It twirled up. And that's when Meryl says, you weren't wearing any underwear. Well, and that well, as I can't do it as well as Shirley MacLaine, is well, you know, if you're going to bring up that, you know, that uh, it's done so well. It's so well written and so well directed and well blocked and well acted. It's a great moment. It's a great movie, by the way. See Postcards from the Edge if you haven't already. Or see it again if you have. It's a very, very good movie. But that's a heck of a moment. And uh, that's a magic movie moment. And my wife and I have laughed at that many times since we first saw it. And the other movie I wanted to mention is Debbie Reynolds' first movie. And it's called Singing in the Rain from 1952. And it's a terrific movie, folks. It's starring Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor and a 19-year-old Debbie Reynolds. Isn't that something? 19 years old she was. And just lovely and beautiful. And boy, she worked her butt off so hard. She was so talented, Debbie Reynolds. Hugely talented. And then there's a song in that movie. There are several. But there's a song uh, written by Arthur Freed and 
Nacho Brown. I didn't have that in front of me. I think I got that right. And it's uh, it's called Good Morning. And maybe you know that song, uh, you're so good morning, good morning. It's great to be today. Good morning, good morning to you. At any rate, though, they sing the heck out of it. And they dance across their sets. Folks, the three of them just fly. And it was really, really something. And then at the end of the piece, and they're looking gorgeous. And for goodness sake, folks, if you don't know it that well, Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor, two of the greatest dancers ever. Yes, of course, there's Fred Astaire and the Nicholas Brothers. There's so many, too many to mention. But you know what? They sing so well, and they dance so well, and Debbie is right with them. And then at the end of the song, they climb over one couch, and they climb over another couch and rock it, and then they rock it back and then forwards, just standing on the top of the couch it, it so gently, and they just, as they're still singing and smiling, and the three of them are in the exact same spot on top of the couch, and then as they rock it back... Then they slide down, the thing is inverted, and they slide down and sort of bounce down onto the back of the chair on the floor, and that's the, we know that's the the end of the song, and then having done that, they smile and laugh and hug, and uh, and Debbie kind of with a funny look just, you know, puts her head on Donald O'Connor's shoulder, and the three of them are sitting there smiling. It's a great moment, and it's... Not just a magic movie moment. It's it's incredible. It's one of those dance numbers that you know, and especially from that movie, Singing in the Rain. Good Lord. Gene Kelly, when he's singing in the rain, the rain is pouring down. Not just a little. It's done in studio, but it's, it's, it's flooding down onto him. It's pouring, and he's dancing and singing, and he does those things where you... He leaps eight feet in the air and lands with one foot on a lamp, on a street lamp, and still smiling. You think the way he does it makes it look like both the easiest and the hardest thing in the world. And it's just amazing. And you see, in Singing in the Rain and in that Good Morning number with Debbie and Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly doing it all together, well, that was when, remember, Debbie was 19 years old, and she wasn't exactly certain how amazing this was, that uh, she said, <laughs> someone said to her once, you know, did you, uh, did you, uh, were you nervous? Were you scared there? And she said, the truth is, I was too young to know how scared I should have been. To be dancing with Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor, and she did beautifully. But you know how? She worked 14 hours in a row alone, it's two in the morning, just practicing herself, rehearsing herself. And that's what Gene Kelly once said. That's, he said, that's where we go, the University of Hard Work and Pain. And her feet were bleeding, and she kept going, going and going and going. And you'll see, when you see that number, she does it perfectly, just the way they do. But she didn't do it because someone handed it to her. She did it because she worked on it, and it's amazing, folks. And, well, 
those are two great magic movie moments for me. And both of them for, well, for Fisher and Reynolds. Good Lord, you know, they're so talented, so beautiful. And then, by the way, what I love is after every dance, in that movie and others, I love how the best dancers in the world, after every dance, suddenly they just stroll away and laugh and go right back to acting and jokes and the movie. I could never understand. Even as a kid, I thought, holy mackerel. They've just jumped all around the world. And then they just, they, <laughs> in, in a beautiful way. And you love it. And they just, so then they get up from the couch and go back to get a clipboard and say, okay, how are we going to get the thing for the thing? They go right back to the movie, which I just love. I worked with Carrie Fisher several times uh, as a writer, and uh, we were on, I can't even remember what it was. I was in the show or the movie we were writing. uh, Isn't that funny? I can't quite remember. But what I remember was working with Carrie, going into the studio and into their offices. And folks, well, I'm telling this because she was, God bless her, the coolest thing in the world. And I mean, without without even trying, she was just so great to be with. And I, you know, she was so uh, whew, cool and funny and hip and relaxed and so gorgeous. I'm telling you, folks, I just stared at her smiling for eight hours and then came back the next day. She was, she'd be uh, lying on that couch and just, you know, pitching this and uh, for material and talking about the plot of what we were working on. And, uh, but just so warmly, it was wonderful. I couldn't say enough to friends. You know who's great? Carrie Fisher. God bless her, folks. She was, she was really something. And you know what? And coming from good Lord. Good coming from Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher was a star at the time. What happens there? That's I guess that's Hollywood. And then he starts going out with Elizabeth Taylor, and you know, and well, I guess they're all crazy. But you know what? The truth is that uh, Jeff Greenstein is a great writer and producer, and uh, was working on a TV show with Debbie Reynolds on it, and he brought in. He was the producer of the show, and he brought in a script from Singing in the Rain. And he asked her if she'd mind just signing it. They'd already been working together for about a week. And uh, and she said, of course not. And uh, he said, and he wrote this. It was just on, the, on his column on the internet. But, you know, that, uh, that uh, she uh, said, of course, and just you know took the script. And she leaned over to him at that point. And as he said, very conspiratorially, that... Uh, she just leaned over and said, you know, Gene's dead, but I can forge his signature. And she played that so, he said he laughed so hard, and he thought to himself also, holy mackerel, this Debbie Reynolds is really something. She sliced that just like the best comics in the world. And, uh, well, this is about 10 or 15 years ago, I guess. But you know what, folks? God bless them both. Carrie Fisher 
and Debbie Reynolds, her mother, two great stars, and holy mackerel. You know, I've read in, uh, I'm sure you have two people saying that in columns about them that, well, they're together now, and it was only a day apart, and uh, that Debbie went to join, well, to join Carrie. And you know what? I think so, too. I believe that. And uh, Carrie and Debbie, God bless you both, and rest in peace. And folks, well, you know what? Those those movies. That's why they're so great. It, it, it's just ame- amazing that, as Gene Kelly said, the University of Hard Work and Pain. And by the way, did you know that Gene Kelly had a fever when they shot that song, "Singing in the Rain"? Now you're on a stage in a studio, and there's water pouring down. That was not a light drizzle. As you may know, it's the, one of the greatest scenes. He's dancing up a storm in a horrible pouring rain that they have coming down. But it looks fine, and he's happy because he's in love now in the movie. And he said, you know what? So he's singing in the rain. And he had the great thing, one of the great Hollywood, well, cliches to me, but it's in a good sense, that he, as he's singing, he's dancing, then a cop walks by. I love how <laughs> it's always a cop. And the cop has the uh, well his uniform on and the big overcoat and the all the, the police hat and everything and well and Gene just says you know hands him a rose or something whatever he's, and he's still singing and dancing and the cop does the great thing the great cop thing of you know in the scene they're the only ones in there and the cop as he walks past him again the cop kind of looks back at him just do I have to investigate this take this guy in or something. But of course, it's just a good Hollywood moment. But Gene, you know what? He has a bad fever in the rain. And again, makes it look like the easiest and the hardest thing anyone's ever done in the world. What talents they all were. But Debbie and Carrie, so talented, so beautiful, so beloved. And, uh, well, I'm glad to be able to say that on my show. And you know what, folks? I was wondering, and I was asking the colonel about this just before, do people all over the world celebrate New Year's? I don't think so. Uh, Do they? Uh, How? Tuxedos and gowns and a pyramid of champagne glasses in Papua New Guinea? Corsages in Libya? Making out with your girlfriend on other guests' winter coats in Siberia? I hope not. I mean, there's kind of a yuck to that, to think of all over the world. Could you not do that? Are there New Year's resolutions in Iran? I hope not. Because I don't think I like their their resolutions so far. And, uh, but you know, my New Year's resolution is to make New Year's resolutions. I, I never quite get them done. I asked Colonel Jeff before, and he said about his resolutions, he said uh, he doesn't believe in them. He said, I don't believe in them, which is to say I don't believe that a positive change comes from gigantic statements. And, uh, you know, just like, I'm going to join a gym and go, go there every day. Well, no, you're not. Change comes from uh, well, little steps as he said, and one at a time. And I think he's right there. That's a good way to look at it. Habits. 
There are good habits too, you know. But you can't just put up a, a well a big sign that says, "Here's what I'm doing." And uh, you know what? I think he's right. If we if we think in steps, small steps. Well, as I said before, having dinner together more—that's a good resolution for New Year. And uh, mine might be, you know, be a better husband and a better father, and a better actor and a better comic and a better writer. You know, that's those are larger things, sure, but you know, those are good things to do. Lose weight and uh, shave more and dress better. So that my wife and kids don't think I'm recording secretary of a motorcycle gang. Be a better man. How about that as a New Year's resolution? Be a better man. And uh, so that, and here's a good way to tell. Here's, be a better man. Here's an idea for you. So that, why don't we all just live better? So that the first thing God says to you on Judgment Day is not, I've met some awful people up here, but you take the cake. You know how bad Hitler was? I hate you more. You don't want to hear that. What's the best that's going to come out of that? It won't be good. And be just, you know what? Be such a good person that God just smiles and holds out a bowl of mints for you to take one. And uh, you just chat and make each other happy, laugh. You should be such a good guy in life that on Judgment Day, God tells you jokes. That's a good way to think of it. Let's all be better people. You are good people. I know that already. As fans of The Larry Miller Show, regular or new listeners, you know what? You are good thinkers already. I'm not, that sounds like I'm complimenting myself, and I am. But, you know, it, it, what it means, of course, is that you're looking for the right things in life, too. You're looking for things that make you smile and make you remember. And whew, you know what? You know how to work hard, too. You've been to the University of Hard Work and Pain, too. You weren't looking for someone to give you something or, or just hand it to you. Nobody could hand it to Debbie Reynolds to walk over that couch with Jean and Donald. But she worked her butt off so she could do it. And you couldn't see her bleeding feet when she did it on that couch. But they were, and she did. So, you know what, folks? That's a good place to start for the new year. That's a good resolution. Even when your hard work makes your feet bleed, as long as you know it, and, uh, well, you know it, and God knows it, and you know what? That's enough. You don't need the folks watching you to see it and for them to know it, too. Just smile your way through it and mean it. I know that, and so do you, but we know the same things. Homer is Homer, and Pluto is a planet. So, Happy New Year, and remember, as always, if you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to, and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won, and the year has started. Be well! And we'll see you here next time. <laughs>